five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. on the internet it's the amazing beach boys uh, really at the height of their powers in a lot of ways merry christmas christmas time this year i think a couple of those guys were high on speed that's um dennis wilson looks high as fuck on speed and so does uh what's his name Al Jardine. Al Jardine is like world buggy. <laughs> like, what is going on there? And uh, of course, the one guy who's still around, Mike Love, on the uh, vocals. Hey, look behind me. Look what I found. Black people used to celebrate Christmas as a family in the 1970s. Who knew? Who knew that this actually took place? Well, guess what? It did. Not just celebrating Christmas, which could be considered racist, but they celebrated as a family. And I thought to myself, that's my background today. It's a happy family exchanging the, uh, the red fire truck. They got the red and green candles. They got the Christmas tree with the garlands. Don't let them tell you anything different about history. The world was a different place at one point. And uh, we all celebrated the same traditions, no matter what you think of said tradition. How is everybody? It's been good taking the, this week off. Yesterday... I got up and I, it's like, I'm like, wow, I have, well, I don't really have a week off because I'm doing this. I'm doing this because I love doing this. Um, I'm also going to be doing some shows this week. I've got not one, not two, but three shows independent of my own that I'll be doing this week. I think uh, I've got two on Wednesday. The first one is with a new friend named, Olga Perez, and uh, she is a budding streamer on YouTube. I think she's got she's getting close to a thousand subs. So maybe, maybe when I do the show, we can bump her bump her subs up, have her break a thousand, so she can start live streaming. That would be awesome. So I'll be with her on Wednesday, and then on Wednesday night. I'll be doing a show with my astrological son down there in Florida, Dr. Narco Longo. That'll be fun. We'll be talking about Sagittarius. 
even though it's almost over and Mercury and Venus have moved into Capricorn. So we'll have to have a serious talk, a very serious talk about Sagittarius. Sit down, son. Let's have a serious talk about your sun sign. <laughs> Jasper, what are you doing? Are you coming over here? He's in the studio B. I'm probably going to work on a studio C too, just so I can have different environments. Right. This is Studio A. Studio B's over there. I think Studio C will be upstairs. That's what's happening. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then on Thursday, it's Giuseppe. I'm on with the G-Man on Thursday night. So we have Olga Perez and her show on Wednesday and. Uh, Dr. Narco Longo on Wednesday night, although he does not live stream, he records. And so does, I think, I think Olga records as well. But Giuseppe just, he just lets it rip live. So that's all happening this week. Other than that, I'm not really working. And it feels really good. I have to say, I have to say, even kind of lifting the burden of expectation of having to do certain things is just quite liberating. Um, yeah, come on over, get out of get out of the, your throne. Look who's here. What are we going to get you for Christmas? Oh, I hate this ab remover shit. It's the new thing now. I got to figure out how to get this ab blocker thing out of here. What are we going to get you for Christmas? Huh? Should we get you a kitten? Would you like a kitten for Christmas? Would you like a kitten? You know, no, I don't think so. You're liking all the attention. If you're listening to the podcast, I have Jasper with me. If you were here, 9-11 Central Standard Time, you'd get the Jasper visual. Yes, you would get the Jasper visual. All right, you just be sit there, do what you do, and just inspire me. Just be my, my totem. You know, I watched this... Uh, I think I've played for you guys before this channel from Namibia. It's a live stream. They have this thing set up where there's a watering hole there. It's a pretty cool channel. And um, so I watch it when I want to just zone out for 10, 15 minutes and just watch animals do shit. Right. So they have three main species there that hang out. Although there are other species that do hang out the three main ones actually there's four i would say that the oryx is at the top of the list they're always fucking there you know their oryx are like horned animals then they have the gnu also known as the wildebeest and so there's kind of a pecking order with these animals so when the the oryx are there and then the wildebeest show up the oryx leave because the wildebeest well, there's a there's a reason why they're called wildebeest. It's wild beast. I mean, they're definitely a little more wild and savage than the oryx. Then there's a zebra that show up. And then there's ostriches. And today it was flooded with ostriches. And so the ostriches and the oryx have this standoff at the watering hole in Namibia. And it was just a sheer numbers game today. 
like the ostriches just overwhelmed them. I mean, watching the ostriches drink, you know, they go down and they let the water kind of roll down their very elongated throats, right? So they have a chat. People are very, very active on the chat. And uh, I asked a question. I said, I, I'm not a troll. This is not a troll question. It's a serious question. Does anybody know how oryx meat tastes? I got a little scolded. It was uh, the moderator. We don't talk about hunting or meat here. <laughs> I mean, it was really just a very, you know, innocent, honest question. How do the how do the orcs taste? Are they stringy? Are they gamey? And what's going on with you? Well, I don't know. And then you look at the ostriches. So my next question: All the ostriches, you know, kind of fucking look the same. Same with the orcs. Although there are some orcs who are big, very that are big orcs. And um, so I asked: Is there is there a pet, is there a, are there hierarchies? inside the ostrich world like is there is there an alpha ostrich and how do they go about doing it and he actually said the i think it's a he red red cap said yes and male ostriches will mate with more than one female there's an alpha female also known uh, in other circles as like the top bitch so there's the alpha female and then there is other females that are below the alpha female, but the male ostrich has access to both the alpha female. She, she gets mated first. And then the other um, ostrich females chime in after that. So at least I got one, one question answered. And they have standoffs and chase-offs and all this shit that theoretically, theoretically males do Throughout the animal kingdom, they assert themselves. They showed that they're the ones who are the most dominant. And this is the reason why that they should be assigned or aligned with the, the best mate. Nothing changes, really. In the animal kingdom, and we're, we're part of the animal kingdom, no matter what Yuval Harari says, we're part of the animal kingdom. And uh, I put up a post on, on Facebook, I'm sorry, Twitter. And it was an image of Yuval Harari and Bill Gates and uh, Klaus Schwab. Have you ever looked at these people? Even Elon Musk, you know, the Pillsbury Doughboy. You ever looked at these people? There's a reason why they want to fuck with everybody else's genetics, because they are genetically inferior people. They really are. They may think that their vast intellect surpasses the mere mortals. And so therefore their intellect gives them the right to denigrate other people's genetic codes and makeups, et cetera. And when you see the game that's afoot, it's like those people are deficient and what they want to do, and they've been doing this for a while now, really since 1984 slash 85, when they changed, the vaccine schedule is that they've been altering human DNA to make it into something else, right? Something that is to some degree less human or different than how homo, sap homo sapiens have shown up prior to that period of time. And I was there, um, 
It's working. It's definitely working. And there's a reason why they're doing that because their genetics are weak. They're weak. If, if they had to survive or fend for themselves in a world that wasn't buttressed by their massive intellect, um, they wouldn't stick around. They'd perish. And one even wonders if this is at some level like a revenge of the gamma male. Like, is this really what we're dealing with? Is like the revenge of the gamma male and that the gamma male can use their so-called superior intellect to affect changes to the alpha and the sigma male. I say the answer to that is probably yes. Because you look at them all, they're all, they're all strangely deficient, right? I mean, even Steve Jobs was, wouldn't call Steve, I mean, Steve Jobs had an attitude, but I wouldn't really call him a manly man, right? Anyway, these are just thoughts that I've been having over the fact. I'll have more thoughts. Stay tuned. In the meantime, we got a few things to take care of. One of the things, of course, is to talk about true hemp science, true hemp science, the CBD for the people. It's true hemp science. Let's go to the website. Check it out. There it is. And um, by the way, boys and girls, before the show, I took a few drops of 19. I think it's kicking in. So if you want to get 19, you want to get the gummies, you want to get the moon dust. I think tomorrow, if you haven't seen the moon dust bottle, I'm going to bring the moon dust bottle out because it's such a cool bottle. The bottles themselves are keepers. Jones, Joan claims that they have some kind of magical power or something. Like there's something that with the light and the glass, and I don't know. I'm not an expert on the, uh, the frequency of the bottle, but she claims that. Anyway, um, I was hoping that uh, and maybe, maybe by next Sunday night, by the way, I'm going to do, this is my giving back to people next Sunday night. On Sunday Night Astro Live, I'm doing a call-in show, and I'm going to do live chart interpretation. I used to do a lot of it back in the blog talk days. I did hundreds of charts on blog talk. But then I stopped doing it. But we're going to do it this Sunday night as just a way to give back. And by that time, maybe Chris will have um, his CBD bundles ready to go because I've been poking him. I've been poking him, and I think he's going to do it. Anyway, here's the deal. You know the deal. You spend $100 or more, you get free product. Who knows, maybe you get a little tincture bottle of the 19 to try it out. Who knows, but Chris will toss your way. $150 or more, you get free shipping. All you got to do is go to Trium Science forward slash ref forward slash 23. That's Trium Science forward slash ref forward slash 23. And then when you go to checkout, type in 15MINS, 15MINS, and you get that $100 plus booty added to your order. 
And I always want to thank Chris for providing just excellent, excellent products. Gummies never fail. They only fail when I take more than one. When I take more than one, I get a little, you know, altered. But that's a different story. All right. Let's uh, jump into Chataria. Chataria. I almost called you Chatlandia. You have Chatlandia has transcended its uh, status. You like my you like my new little graphic there? Fifteen minutes. Kind of cool, right? Just trying to you know we're trying to upgrade her. This is the week of upgrades. So when I don't do readings, I get to work on shit. So this is the. It's my working vacation. You're, you're always on a working vacation, Jasper. Always. All right, we got Ryan. What's happening, Ryan? KK, double K, Catherine, Catherine Kramer. TJ, my man, what's going on, Thomas? Good to see you. Uh, it is great to be here. I just finished a two-hour hike on the beach. We have some red tide and dead fish. The cold front is coming. Yippee. Okay. I like the beach. Glad you're able to walk on it or near it or whatever you were doing. Don't swim in the red tide, though. Beth Berry's here. What's going on, Beth? Good morning. There's France. CC Jones. Oh, I'm also going to be on uh, Discord this week. I think it might be. So I'd say I got a show on Wednesday and Thursday. I'll be on Discord tonight. I'll be on Discord. I'll be on Discord uh, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. So you East Coasters can hang out till about 10 if you want to. Um, you West Coasters, if you listen, you can uh, catch up on Discord over there. So tonight I'll be on Discord. And I think on Friday, I don't know. I think I know I, know I have another. I did book us a client on Friday. We'll have another, well, I, I may spend a little bit more time on Discord. This I may do a Discord right after the show with Giuseppe on Thursday night, because I got to get in there. We got to start, we got to start to build out our environment on Discord. I have, I have high hopes for Discord. All right, who else do we have? Uh, let's see. Sony, the classy lady. Hucklebuck411 is here. Wendy says, the beautiful one. Hi, Wendy. There's my man, Michael, DJ MC. What's going on, my man? Must have slept in today. Yeah, you know, he's usually first up, isn't he? Usually batting leadoff. Queen Lisa's here. What's going on, Queen Lisa? Give our best to the king. Let's see who else. Uh, SP Dimples. SP Dimples is becoming a regular. Good to see you, SP. All right. Uh, Maurice 100. I remember when the Beach Boys first showed up on the radio. I liked their music. They were light, bouncing. Beach Boys, one of the most influential bands in modern music history. The Beatles looked at the Beach Boys and said, we got to beat those fuckers. We got to be better than the Beach Boys. That's who the Beatles compared themselves to. The Beach Boys were the Beatles stocking horse. All right, who else do we have? I purchased a reading. Oh, wow, Fran. 
Okay. Text me. Call me. Jasper doesn't want to have to share Dr. Lovely and tell. No, he's such a. He's shameless around the good doctor. He's absolutely shameless. He gets up there and just goes into like this trance. He starts drooling. He looks at me like, like this kind of defiant look. It's, it's almost a bit much, I have to say. Uh, let's see who else do we have here. JJ. JJ uh, just created, worked on a lovely ring. Absolutely lovely ring. I'm grateful for that. Um, am I talking about orcs? What am, what am I getting wrong? I don't know. Uh, I can't remember what I was talking about 10 minutes ago. I just have, I do have to tease a little. There is hearing going on on YouTube over the Bankman fried junk. We're going to talk about them. I, I have some ideas about what's going on. They're just my ideas. Uh, let's see. Oh, the orcs. I was talking about, yeah, I was talking about Klaus Schwab and, and Bill Gates and Yuval Noah Harari and Tedros Atnaton. And again, anybody who happens to be um, slightly taller than Tony Fauci, please do not take this personally because some of you are in that zone, but that short little shit bag, Tony Fauci, he's short, he's a shorty, right? So yeah, he'll fuck with other people's genetics. Let's see who else. Gamma male is a new term to me. So you have gammas, you have alphas, and you have sigmas. The gamma is uh, unfortunately kind of the new new model. When you think of cock, you think of gamma. Let's see who else do we have. I think we're good. We're all caught up here. Oh, and then Kelly. Kelly, did you catch the Beach Boys this morning? Did you catch the old Beach Boys? And Tamara's here. Top of the morning to you, Tamara. Okay, let's get into the show. Uh, Bankman fraud. Let's start with Bankman fraud. Couple of Sams in the news. You got Sam Brinton. And Sam Bankman fraud. Of course, we live in a universe where duality is, especially Mars and Gemini retrograde. And they're pretty opposite. Well, astrologically, Sam B, Sam B, Sam Bankman, Sam Brinton, Sam Brinton, the 9-11 Virgo, Sam Bankman, the 3-6 Pisces, pretty, pretty opposite, but uh, both Sams are in hot water. 
Um, let's talk about the arrest with Bankman fraud. Let me see if I can find somebody who's going to let me go onto their website without having to do the paywall thing. Should do CNN. Yeah, let's do CNN. So if you're living under a rock, which most of you are not, let's, uh, let's take a look at this article. I'll just give you the headlines here. Uh, FTX founder Sam Bankman Fried was indicted on eight criminal charges. I, I got to do something here because there was something I ran across yesterday that I wanted to put on the show. And it has to do with an image that I ran across yesterday. I went to Kerrville and I had my oil changed at Walmart. And I know that you're saying, why would you take your car to Walmart? Because they charge me about $20 less to change my oil. That's why. Um, so I was I was down in who's this? Okay. I'll do. This is after my show. Okay, so let me pull this thing up. Yes. Yes. So I was I was at Walmart getting my um, oil changed. Let me do this. And it was so funny. Because I had to go to Kerrville, and you know, the people who are familiar with this area know where Kerrville is. And I'm like, well, why don't you just go to the Walmart in Fredericksburg? Because we have one. And it's because the Walmart in Fredericksburg fucking sucks. That's why. And I was sitting down there waiting for my oil change to finish. Plus, I like to go to Walmart and people watch. Believe it or not. I know. It's, it's kind of a weird thing. And then the guy behind the counter says, whoa, a lot of people from Fredericksburg here today. I said, yeah, it's because the service in Fredericksburg sucks, which it does. Think about that. People will go out of their way 30 miles. It'll justify it because it's a super Walmart versus the, the regular Walmart here in Fredericksburg just to get their tires changed or whatever, right? It's like worth it for them because this walmart here is a ship of fools so i was there and let me show you quickly what i ran across this was right there in the uh, little waiting area now check this out this is um from fortune magazine the next warren buffett you look at the data on that that's from August, September, 
2022. They they are labeling Bankman fraud the next Warren Buffett. And by the time November rolls around, what happens? The whole thing is collapsed. Now, let's go back to the story. Look at that. Boy, I wonder how they feel. Scammed. Totally scammed. Let's go back to the story so we can give you the most current and pertinent updates. And then we'll get into some other stuff too today. FTX founder Sam Bankman fraud, it's actually fried or freed, I like to use fraud, was indicted on eight criminal charges, including wire fraud and conspiracy by misusing customer funds, according to an indictment from the U.S. Attorney of the Southern District of New York. Now remember, that Southern District of New York has been going after Trump since he was in, in, in office. It's also the same Southern District that corralled Jeffrey Epstein. So just because they've done this, it doesn't really mean jack shit. Just keep that in mind. Separately, Tuesday, U.S. markets regulars charged Bankman, Sam Bankman fraud with, with defrauding investors. That's why I call them fraud. Uh, customers in his failed crypto exchange, FTX. Securities and Exchange Commission's of Bankman fraud orchestrated a years-long fraud to conceal from FTX investors the diversion of customer funds to Alameda Research, his crypto trading hedge fund. We allege that Sam Bankman fraud built a house of cards on, on a foundation of deception while telling investors it was one of the safest buildings in crypto. SEC Chair Gary Gensler, who has a very tight relationship with Sammy's parents. Is it Sam's parents or is it Allison's parents? We're going to find out here in a second. But he's, Gensler's in. He's in the mix. The Commodity Futures Trading Commission also charged Bankman fraud in a parallel action with the SEC. So apparently, if you add up all the charges, um, Bankman fraud could spend over 300 years in jail. Seriously. Do I think that's what's happening? No. I don't think that that's exactly what's happening. I'll tell you what I think is happening. Um, so Carolyn, Caroline Ellison, uh, the who was probably, what would you call her? Because they had a whole poly thing going on there. And I guess she was the it girl of the poly role that they had. And they and she was also taking math. And I think they were, were they taking paracetam? They were also taking nootropics, smart drugs, just doing everything in their power to have their already vast intellects uh, blown up to superhuman proportions. But again, when you look at these people, right, they're just, you know, candidates for 
everything that I've been talking about just in terms of like Bankman fraud was a big vaccine guy. It was part, it, it, it was part of his altruistic capitalism. He was throwing apparently also fraud and FTX backed. They took their money. They hired researchers to do a test that was doomed to fail with ivermectin. So their ivermectin test was used early on as a fail for dealing with the vaccine. So then you have to ask, what is the role of Pfizer? What is the role of Moderna? What is the role of J&J as it relates to Bankman fraud and the rest of the crew? So Carolyn Ellison, I'll show you what's going on with her. She's turning the tables on him. By the way, do you like my Buggles glasses? They're new. I'm not sure I like them. Uh, the style is okay. But the prescription, it's not as good as my old, my old ones. Anyway, um, so here we go. This is her. And I believe she's at, what is this, Ground Support Coffee. So she's not in custody. A little bit of Twitter. Autism Capital. Oh, my God, that's funny. Please confirm a user claims that they spotted Carolyn Ellison at Ground Support Coffee on West Broad in Soho, Manhattan at 8.15. This would mean she is not in Hong Kong and is not in confirmed. The barista behind the counter has confirmed it was Carolyn because she probably used her little card to pay for it. Um, one of these people, there she is, the little meth goddess. She was the, the uh, speedy Sophia of their little inner circle. So she has hired a lawyer that is connected to the Clintons. So what is she doing? She's spilling the beans on Sammy. Now, Sammy has done a very good job of spilling his own beans. He's, gone, he's been talking non-fucking stop. Non-fucking stop since this all happened. And... He was going on, there's a guy, CoffeeZilla, who I actually put a link on my Twitter page um, to CoffeeZilla. So there were these like live chats. I don't know where they were. Hang I don't know where they were. Was it a Google? I don't know if Google does Hangouts anymore, but it was kind of like that. It was all these like industry wonks and, you know, crypto wonks and, you know, financial wonks. And they're all in there. They have moderators and, so Bankman fraud was doing these things. He was going on and he was talking endlessly. It wasn't video. It was just voice. It might've been on a discord. I don't know where it was really taking place, but it was a number of them. And every time CoffeeZilla went on there, he would try to nail him. And then the third time he finally nailed him, it was with the terms of service. He asked the right questions for terms of service. 
And the right questions had to do with the fact that there was language inside of the contract, the TNCs, that the uh, FTX users would sign. And one of the pledges from FTX is that it was a one-to-one exchange, right? Whatever dollar you put in to FTX, and that dollar resulted in whatever, it, you know, their scammy FTT token, uh, Bitcoin, whatever you were exchanging. It was going to be one-to-one. And whatever it was, even if it went down, it would still be one-to-one. If it went up, right, it would be the one-to-one. And the one-to-one would be the either the higher value, the same value, or the lower value, but it would always be your one. So what did they do? They started taking money out of FTX and moving it into Alameda Research. That's what was going on. And they had a back door. And so what Sam Bankman fraud did is he figured out how to manipulate their exchange so it looked like nothing was being done when in fact it was. Now, when he was asked about this numerous times, including with CoffeeZilla, he, he would go into this, um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, yeah, um, we would talk about how there was a separate exchange inside of FTX where they were doing margin and actual FTX users could theoretically loan people money. So they became their bank. Like you could actually go to another FTX user and ask them, you know, for, you know, money, like, well, I need $10,000 so I can buy some crypto and, or whatever, whatever they're buying. And at a certain point when it goes up, you get your $10,000 back and I get whatever profit. So they're like, Oh yeah, sure. But if after a certain point, um, what happens? And if it doesn't go up, the people who have played the role of a bank and who knows, how many of those people were actually FTX people or bots? We don't know. You know why we don't know? Because they didn't keep any books. They kept no books and they didn't even correspond via email. They corresponded via telegram and their, their telegram um, texts would disappear in 72 hours or something. They have no record of anything. So you don't even know if you're in that exchange, if you're actually getting money from a bot or an FTX agent or somebody that was real, and then at a certain point, they can just call, they can just call you, you know, call the loan. Hey, I want my 10 grand back. Like maybe it was at a, after 60 days, 30, 90, whatever, whatever was agreed upon. I want my, you know, I want my 10 grand. So at that point, you got to pay them 10 grand and maybe you earned, I don't know three grand. So with that case, it might've been worth it. Right. And, but what Bankman fraud is saying is that based on that exchange, which was not the same agreement that there was wiggle room and that theoretically they could take those assets from that little gray area place and move them into Alameda. But again, 
That's that's highly unethical. Is it illegal based on their terms and conditions? No, but it is illegal to move that money out of FTX, just the straight FTX accounts in Alameda. So he nailed them. And he nailed them by, well, if it's one-to-one, then where did the money go? When they went to their account, how come their money wasn't there? I mean, he literally finally nailed them. And I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back because now they have to do something. They've got Carolyn Ellison, who, I mean, you know, she's a what, ground zero? I mean, what a, is, what is that down by nine? Is that down by the Twin Towers or the World Freedom Center? Is that, is that where ground zero coffee is? I don't know. But you got her and she's basically rolling. And I think she's the one that's got the connections with Gensler. I have to check. And Sam Bankman fraud was supposed to go to the White House and answer questions. He was supposed to sit in front of Maxine Waters. And of course, there would have been some Republicans there who would have, you know, asked some of their typical tough questions, which go nowhere. But he's not there. He has been arrested. Why do you think that is? They don't want him to sit down in front of Maxine Waters, no matter how softbally Maxine Waters is. They want, they want no part of him being there. None. So little Carolyn does not want to spend a day in prison. Could you imagine that little princess in uh, one day of orange is the new black? No. No. She would not survive at all. First of all, the food alone would just be... Uh, Kill a killer because they're all vegans, they're all vegans, they're all eating organic plant based diets. Get her in, you know, a fed pen and have her eat fed pen food. She can't get a latte in there either. She's lucky she gets decaffeinated coffee. I don't even think they have caffeinated coffee inside the you need the money for. I mean, I'm sure she would be just fine and have all the commissary tokens and get all kinds of shit to make your life easier. When you're in prison and you have those kinds of resources, you can make friends real fast. Well, make enemies, but better chance you'll make friends. So she's rolling, getting all the evidence, but she's kind of a, she's a controlled burn. But she's going to do everything in her power to get shit on record, although it'll be heavily redacted. Um, because that's just the way the FOIA stuff is and will be. What they're doing with Sam Bankman fraud is they're not really arresting him. They're performing an extraction. Right? It's not an extradition. It's an extraction. They're making it, making it unable for him to actually testify before Maxine Waters and Congress. Because... He's already, he's already indicted himself. Like if he just could, and I don't know what was going on with him being on all of these shows. 
it was it just his bizarre kind of on the spectrum hubris where it's like um i'm just going to show people i'm really um in over my head and um I, i'm 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 really really sorry and you know i'll do my best to make it up to every i mean that was really his fucking strategy play the earnest card because he was already earnest with his oh philanthropic capitalism bullshit which was just glad handing like give money to people that you have some form of investment with whether it's the government whether it's going to boomerang back and there's all kinds of shady shit going on with ftx the biggest shady part was the ftt token which again if you understand anything about what they did it was like they were creating their own bank and the ftt token was their own version of a federal reserve note and they were basically creating it out of thin air and then trading it for other things had no value it's only perceived value which in a lot of ways is kind of how the crypto market has worked it's just perceived value some of these things actually perform a role like with algorand in africa which they're trying to adopt and make it you know but algorand is one of those um so i think it's a centralized coin but they want to use it in africa as kind of a trading tool so there's some some things that actually perform a function a lot of them don't you know then you have the shit coins they just they're there they're all kind of you know hype they're hype and ftt was a shit coin even though it was being marketed as a legit token. It really wasn't, but the price of it was going high. They were also really invested in pumping Solana. So what they were doing is they were buying huge amounts of Solana with their shitcoin token, FTT. So it would look like, wow, look at Solana. It's got all this value. Well, they were pumping it, right? So, so they were like, okay, we like Solana. Let's get in at around two and let's pump it. And it'll get up to, I don't know, it, it might've been up to like what, 150 or something. That's what they were doing. Total, everything was totally scammy with these people. They, they found a loophole in some Korean exchange, which allowed them, I, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, Bitcoin had a higher value on this one Korean exchange, they found this loophole. And that's essentially how they started FTX. They started to power FTX by taking advantage of the loophole and putting money. I guess they were buying um, Bitcoin and other exchanges and then moving it over to this Korean exchange where it would actually have more value, but you'd have to buy significant amounts of Bitcoin in order to mine the value out of it. So then they would mine the value out of it and they'd move it out. And I think they had somebody in, in Korea who was helping them. By the way, if you ever want to be entertained, watch YouTube videos of Korean street food. You, you will be entertained beyond belief and you'll be really fucking hungry too with the Korean street food. That's just an aside. Um, and that's how they got their start. So now Binance who partnered with FTX, they're under, they're under the spotlight. They got the, 
the white hot glare of the spotlight on Binance, another exchange. There's Binance US and then there's Binance China. Um, and essentially they were a key partner for FTX. FTX gave them a shit ton of their FTT token, which meant that um, Binance had a big stake in FTX. So what started all of this, remember he was the next Warren Buffett, August, September, and now he's the next Michael Milken. How did it happen? Well, Bankman fraud using all of his money. Remember, Mitch McConnell got a million dollars from FTX, a million dollars. FTX was the third largest donor, some $30 million to the Democratic Party. So this is the old Rothschild model. Some things never change, right? You just pay both sides. So what he was doing, Bankman fraud, is he was going to various lawmakers in Washington, either in person or via phone or whatever. And he was trying to get some kind of leverage over the Binance guy. Right, they were going to force this Binance guy to do something, and really, what Sam Bankman Fraud was trying to do was put Binance out of business, because if Binance was out of business, this is what he was doing. And I forget the exact, you know, um, regulation that he was trying to get passed. Might have had to do with, I don't know, they were the Chinese and U.S. or something. I don't know exactly what it was. But because he was holding so much of the FTT token, he thought, well, if I can get the laws changed, I can put him the fuck out of business. And at that point, he can't do anything with my 500 FTT tokens, or not 500, more than that, 500 million, or some insane amount. And he was, he was essentially, he knew that he was in trouble and that all he had to do, Bankman knew he was in trouble, and all this CZ guy from Binance had to do was just pull the, you know, the, the right Jenga piece, and the whole thing would come tumbling down. So he was trying to beat him to the punch instead of sitting down and saying, hey, look, you know, we're, we're, we're in a tight jam here. Who knows? Maybe he knew that. I don't know. But if you're Sam Bankman fraud, why would you do that? Because then that guy would have leverage, big time leverage. He could extort you, whatever. So he was trying to basically cut him off at the pass, have this thing passed, and then ruin the guy, ruin his exchange. And then he got wind of it. So what did he do? It's like, well, fuck you. I'm selling all your FTT. And that was the avalanche. When he sold all the FTT tokens at FTX, had essentially given them, right? They, they gave them. All these other people in the crypto space were like, well, we should probably sell too. And it was, it was just like the Great Depression. And the assets between Alameda and FTX, but because everything that Alameda ultimately acquired came through FTX. I think including... Uh, the Sequoia Capital stuff, and I think even BlackRock, ultimately wound up in Alameda. 
So it's $3 billion. It's a lot of money. $3 billion is huge. It's not $1 billion, not $30 million, $3 fucking billion. That's what we're talking about here. Massive. So now, of course, the government's involved and they're looking at Binance. And I, I just saw this today. It was on the uh, this FTT thing. It's like, where is it? Uh, this guy. Uh, Sully from the Rockford Files died. He had a good run. He was, he was 82. Stuart Margolin. God. Let's take another look at their high priestess. You've heard the word polymath. These guys were polymaths. Here she is. Oh, my. Now, for... I'm going to call her a girl, even though she's 30 years old. I'm going to call her a girl. For a girl like her to be in Barbados and snort meth and take smart drugs and have orgiastic polysex, which is really what was going on there. That was a fucking dream come true for her. Because again, in the so-called real world, she doesn't stand a fucking chance unless of course she's made it up with um, an on the spectrum freak like Sam Bankman. She was, she was like a pig in shit down there. There he is. At one point is worth $17 billion. Wrap your head around that. All started what? 2019, 17 billion. My God. Uh, uh, I learned a lot of these things as they were going on. He ain't going to make it. Last week, Bankman Fraud tweeted he is willing to testify for Congress on Tuesday, but that he would be limited by what he can say and that he won't be as helpful as he'd like to be. He's not even going to be there. Um, Water said in a series of tweets to Bankman Fraud that based on multiple media interviews since FTX collapsed, it was clear to us that the information you have thus far is sufficient for testimony. Can you believe that? Can you fucking believe that? What a pass. So now he doesn't even have to go. It's an extraction. It's not an extradition. People want to kill that little shit. I'm telling you, there are people that have lost millions of dollars. This makes Bernie Madoff look, look like a minor league operation. Seriously. Total minor league operation. Uh, 
I don't think anything will happen to him unless, of course, somehow, some way, somebody manages to get in there and um, extract their, um, pardon the term, pound of flesh from the uh, seriously fleshy Sam Bankman. That's the latest. Extraction, not extradition. Let's talk a little bit about China. I've been following up. I want to follow up on the China stuff. Uh, let see if I can find here. So I, fo I follow um, this YouTube channel. I think it's called That China Show or something like that. These two guys, who one of whom I think is English, the other is American. They were living in China. They, uh, they met in China. Um, they were there for over a decade. They took motorcycle trips. And I go to this channel because they're a pretty good source of information. Obviously, they both speak Chinese. They marry Chinese wives. They no longer live in China. But that's where I get some of the best information on China. So this is kind of what they were talking about, and I'll relay it. China's stunning reversal and lockdowns showed that mass protesters can influence policy change in the country. But experts say it still doesn't threaten Xi's regime. So one of the things that they talked about, and this is important, this is the story that they want to get out. They want to show to the rest of the world that people can protest in China. See, it works. China is just like a regular old democracy. China finally relaxed its zero COVID measures after rare protests raged across the country. But experts on China say it's unlikely that protests will embolden future political movements. I just, well, there's two answers to that. One is astrologically, I disagree. Um, the other is part of the third bullet point here. Xi's grip on power and social media makes it too difficult for widespread unrest to bubble up, they said. So on that China show, these guys essentially have said that, yeah, they finally have turned COVID into a flu. So they've been on the hardcore COVID bandwagon for three years. I mean, this all started in China in 2019. Now, keep in mind that in August of 2019, Xi mandated everybody in the country get vaccinated. Why? Why did they do that? What was in the vaccine? And we know that not all vaccines are created equally. Maybe some vaccines in a certain place might be a little bit different. Like the vaccines that they would send to Wuhan might be a little bit different than the vaccines they send to Hong Kong. No, Hong Kong, I'm sorry, um, Beijing. And Wuhan had been a place where people were getting uppity because the ecological conditions in Wuhan are horrible. Some of the worst air on the planet. 
I mean, it's very dystopic. So people were getting surly. And it's like, well, let's nip this in the bud. We don't want another Hong Kong on our hands. So that all started in August of 2019. By December of 2019, the stories started to come out that there was serious shit going on theoretically in China. And of course, it was reinforced with all those lovely photos of Chinese people just dropping. Right. What you call programming. I'll get into more of that tomorrow because I want to look at Twitter. I'm sorry, not Twitter. Um, TikTok and algorithms. And what the Chinese, I think TikTok should be made illegal in the United States. There was the one thing that Donald Trump really had a chance to do something with, and he didn't do it. I think, I think TikTok is really dangerous. I'll get into more of that tomorrow. Um, I hope it's because it's something I need to really, I just can't talk shit. I need to have some things to back it up because I have certain uh, ideas that are related to TikTok that do have to do with mind control and programming that I think are, are really deleterious for the United States. TikTok should not be allowed to exist. We'll get into more of that tomorrow. Um, but what's going on now is apparently the protests show mass anger influence government policy, but not regime change. So they wanted G out. So they changed the COVID policy. But according to the guys on that China show, they're hardcore going after these protesters behind the scenes. Like they're going to their houses, their apartments, their work, they're taking them out and they'll, they're going to fucking disappear, these people. I can tell you that right now. That's why these protests were such a big deal because people saw this in a way that had never, people experienced the protests unlike anything that had ever been, that had ever been seen before. You just didn't do this in China. And they were mostly Gen Z kids. I've shown the pictures. So behind the scenes now, you know, the real human rights abuses are starting to take place. That's what's going on. And I don't think they're going to be successful. I just, I just don't. You know, once you let the toothpaste out of the tube, you can't put it back in. And they can, you know, do their little um, propaganda bullshit. Oh, see, yeah, we listen to our people. Once they raise a mighty ruckus, we'll listen to them. And we'll make sure that, you know, they don't have any, any we'll, we'll make sure they have a voice. Well, why the fuck did you let it get that, that far in the first place? But they'll make examples of them. They'll really make examples of them. But I don't think it's going to work. You, you're literally going to have to take out an entire generation. Can you do that? The other thing that's going on is that they have these massive, massive, massive propaganda programs in China. Like in all the websites, the daily news or whatever, it's all G, 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 G's everywhere. It's all, you know, G wrote a haiku today or some shit, right? It's all G. And China 
has had a 40% drop in their uh, production for foreign countries. Think about that for a second. A 40% drop. So whether it's coming from the United States, which is their largest customer, or South America, or Europe, that 40% drop is significant. It's almost 50% less of their income. So what does that mean? That means that they're going to have to cut back on hiring, or they're going to have to put in uh, even more wage and price controls than they already have, because they have them. Right, like you're only going to be able to make a certain amount, and the state will set the amount you can make if you're working for uh, a company that mass produces iPhones or widgets or whatever. Right, so that's a big deal. That's a really, really big deal. The other thing that's going on, apparently, is let's say. There's a Chinese manufacturer that is, um, they talk about us on, on this show, um, that is manufacturing, they use the example of a Bluetooth speaker. And the Bluetooth speaker might have the name of, you know, um, SoundNow. And it might be doing really, really well on Amazon. So what they'll do in China, or even somebody maybe stateside connected with China, will say, let's do a speaker that's like a knockoff on this. And let's change it from sound now to sound on. And they wind up, the way that they do it is they wind up doing it for less money and then they undercut the other speaker company and they'll be competing on Amazon together. And so eventually, like the red tide that Catherine Kramer was talking about, that product will then blot out. This is going on. So this is another reason why Chinese companies are losing money. It's because you have these little clone companies that come in and basically take their idea and then go on to Amazon Marketplace, um, produce it for less, sell it for less. And people are like, I'll get this. I've seen it before with some of my own products that I've bought. But I mean, I bought these lights or lights that are significantly less well it's because these lights were doing well and somebody took that model although the, the lights that were less were were shitty and they had to send them back i mean unfortunately this is kind of the game now right so 40 percent less production going on in china that is a huge hit to their gdp huge huge hit so a lot of the COVID stuff has also been a distraction for what's going on financially with China. Throw in the fact that they're overextended with Belt and Road. Like, you know, they're not in as great a financial shape as people think they are. Do they have reserves? Do they have gold? Sure, they got a bunch of stuff that they're sitting on. If they wanted to, they could dump a bunch of treasury notes, um, really torpedo the U.S., but instead, they'd rather send a shit ton of fentanyl and, 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 and bring TikTok in, right? That's their strategy, or at least one of their strategies. So they've got problems, though. And even though they've, it took them three fucking years to just say, okay, it's really just a flu now. Because they were on the precipice of like 
major turmoil. It was already big. But now the kids who are protesting are really in the crosshairs. And no humanitarian aid, no effort to make sure that they're okay, safe, protected, nothing. Right? Don't think it won't go and notice them. Especially in China. It, it will definitely go noticed. And they've got a problem on their hands, and it's not going to change anytime soon. All right, um, let's talk Elon Musk. Because Elon Musk is in the title of today's show. So Elon Musk has been going after Fauci. Um, my pronouns for what was it? Uh, White House rips disgusting Elon Musk for prosecute. My pronouns for my pronouns are prosecute Fauci. <laughs> Is Musk really the world's richest man? I don't think so, especially after he spent billions to buy Twitter, and you have all these advertisers who are jumping ship. Uh, Sideshow Bobby, also known as uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, also known as Karen Jean-Pierre, is not happy. Not happy. Uh, Musk is getting all meme -y. He's getting all meme and shit on Twitter. Look at this. Just one more lockdown, my king. That, that is kind of funny, actually. So he's going after Fauci. He's going, why is he going after Fauci? And will anything come of it? So one of the things that and Musk was, I think Musk was on the record early when he was on Rogan, and he was talking about how this shit just doesn't work. He was on the record. It doesn't work. The statistics don't back it up, meaning the lockdowns doesn't work. And for, you know, whatever you think of him, he has his Tesla business. And so he needed people to work on his fucking cars. Right. And in California, they were making it difficult. He's also got other shit, other projects. Um, but that was not helping him. So what is really going on here? You have the Twitter files with Fauci. You have the Twitter files with Trump. You have the Twitter files with uh, Hunter Biden. Who knows? Maybe he'll get Twitter files with Ukraine. Um, Yoel Cohen, who is the, I guess, between him and Parag Arwal and Vijaya. <laughs> name. That name. 
Vijaya. I'll, I'll refrain from going below the good taste line on this one. But the Yoa Cohen stuff is like, again, he's, he, he had a burner account that was kind of uh, connected to uh, pedophilia. It's like there's pedophile, pedophilia files. on. I mean, there's all kinds of shit that is there. And he's airing it out. He's making it public. So really, what is the net effect of this? And I think Matt Taibbi is a good journalist. I think Matt Taibbi has always been, even though he's a, a bit of a lefty and a progressive, he's always been on the right side of issues. So I, I think Matt Taibbi has a lot of credibility. Barry Weiss, I, you know, she's one of the dark intellectual web. I'm not a big fan of that group. But she was a New York Times reporter who saw the light, right? And so now she's also involved in these Twitter dumps. But what will happen? What will happen? What if nothing happens? What if um, all the mainstream media decides that they're just not going to cover the story or they're going to cover the story in a way that makes Elon Musk look like, remember now, keep in mind, even though he looks like he's part, part Chinese, he's from South Africa. And South Africa has a history of apartheid. And I'm surprised that they haven't brought this up yet in relationship to Elon Musk. I'm surprised that they haven't pulled the apartheid card yet. Maybe that's the last card they want to pull. But anyway, so he's there. He's in charge of Twitter. And he's Twitter has literally become the new WikiLeaks. So they get to air out this dirty laundry. They get to inflame people. And I'm not saying they shouldn't. I mean, why not? Just go ahead and do it if it's there. But it's like if a tree falls in the forest and nobody is there to see it, did it really happen? Because is the Biden administration going to all of a sudden stop and go, oh, wow, thanks, Elon. Thanks for that. We're going to get right on this and we're going to, we're going to go after Fauci. We had no idea. Do you think they're going to do that? You, and, and who knows what's going to happen with the new Senate. You got Kristen Sinema, who she was probably told, hey, listen, go flip to being an independent because you'll always be the vote that um, will be the deciding factor. You'll have more power than anybody else in the Senate. Some truth to that, right? But do you really think that they're going to go after these people? Even the Hunter Biden files or the climate change files or um, the Trump files or the Fauci files. It's a way for them to air this stuff, to get it out there. But if you have the mainstream media reporting on it in a way that is deleterious, um, or you have the current administration, which has 
you know, absolutely zero uh, incentive to do anything, what's going to happen? I mean, how far will he go? We'll include stuff with Zelensky and Ukraine. I don't know. I mean, you may as well just put it all on the table, get it all out there, have everybody say C, 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 and then nothing happens. The revelation of the method. Could that be what he's up to? Maybe. Maybe. Astrologically, you know, he's got that moon in Aquarius, and so he's had Saturn transiting his moon. So he's changing emotionally. And his moon is in the eighth house. So his emotions are hidden. He's a strange guy. He's got moon in Aquarius. He's a cancer. So, you know, his ruling planet is in this, you know, very kind of detached, voyeuristic sign um, in the eighth house, which is hidden and occulted. And now you have Saturn crossing it. And, you know, how, how good, how he's changing. Elon Musk is changing. How much he's changing? Well, let's see in a year if his um, Michelin man body has changed. Because that'll be a real sign of change. When people change physically, they're going through changes. There's no difference between the physical and the emotional. and They're going through changes. And if somebody's, if you go back and you look at earlier pictures of Sam Bankman fraud. He's not as roly poly. He's not as pudgy. He's, you know, when he was working for, what was it? Jane street, which was the hedge fund that he worked at and met some of his future FTX cronies. Um, I mean, he was, you know, you could see the, you know, kind of a square jaw and his face was more sinewy. And then he goes into roly poly land. And gets, you know, high in the hog and the fat of the land. Changed him. The good life physically changed him. And then, as I think, he knew that it was getting more and more corrupt. He got more and more corpulent. If he, if he kept going down that path, he would have been like Baron Hockenden from um, David Lynch's version of Dune. So, yeah, let's see where Elon is in six months. Let's see if he's toned up in six months. As within, so without. Uh, I think that's about all we have today. I don't know if I can milk the, I mean, it's, Elon Musk is easily the most interesting thing. I mean, we live in interesting times. Just think about it. We got Elon Musk. We have uh, Ye, who was on a... Uh, What's it called? Clubhouse. He was on a Clubhouse uh, interview with a hip hop guy, and you know he was he was in good form. He was in good form because he was in an environment that he'd been invited to, where right? he had an invitation, so it was good for him. So you have Ye, you have uh, Elon Musk who are beefing, but they're both kind of, you know, either hitting the third rail or, or, you know, unearthing, dredging up, you know, this shit that they found lying around Twitter. It's kind of interesting. We live in interesting times.
you know, sit back and watch the, I mean, this is, this is infinitely more entertaining than any movie or TV show that they could concoct. And maybe that's all it is. Maybe that's all it is. But every now and then, the random chaos, ping-pongs and ricochets out into areas that were unintended. And when that happens, that's when things get interesting. And that's where we are now. We're, we're in that place of unintended consequences, like Bankman fraud, getting on these podcasts, and it's blathering away. Uh, um, um, I'm really sorry, but um, I just... Um, things got away from me. Um, and, um, you know, and he was just blathering on and he got nailed of the unintended consequences. Whoever was his, his counsel really should have said, just shut the fuck up, you know, do the New York times thing. And then maybe do the, uh, Stephanopoulos thing. And then that's it. Just shut it down. Just shut it down. After that, you don't need to say anything more. You could just say, you know, I, I can't really answer any more questions right now. You know, my legal team has advised me not to, not to say anything. And it has nothing to do with me trying to run and hide. But, you know, there's legal proceedings happening. And I just, you can just do that. But no, he, he's pathological. This is what happens with pathological people. They're compelled. They're obsessed, ultimately to either believe their own bullshit or this is the other part or have some kind of bizarre faith that somehow the public will become a redemptive force. Like the public will forgive him. Like he doesn't have to deal with God or his soul but the public, if he can win the public over and the public could just pat him on his little, his little fro-fro and say, Sam, it's okay. You did your best. You were philanthropic and will always, 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 always respect you for being philanthropic. And we know that you're in over your head and you're doing everything in your power to invest and to protect those assets. You were, Sam, you were a good boy. That's really what he's, I mean, there's that. And there's also the fact that he thinks he can pull the wool over people's eyes. And I don't know if he knows where the twain meets. I mean, that could be how fucked up he is. Like he could be so convinced of the lies that he's telling that that becomes his reality. It's not necessary to cover his tracks, but he's able to convince himself and other people that that was the reality when it really wasn't. He knew exactly what was going on. And when he was pressed by CoffeeZilla, he finally got pissed on that third interview. And he called him out and he said, CoffeeZilla, you've, you've, you've hogged a lot of the screen time like when he finally got him, he Sam Bankman snapped back. And Sam Bankman has been able to keep his cool and play that I was just an overwhelmed um, and stretched thin little mensch. That, that's, he's played that card and he's maintained that character. And Sam Bankman, I'm sorry, CoffeeZilla forced him out of character. 
And there's no coincidence that less than a week later, he's on ice. And he's not going to be talking ultimately to Congress. All right. Um, I'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for being here. And I think tomorrow I'll try to, what I'll do is I'll, I'll see if I can play that CoffeeZilla interview. It's really good. And then I'm going to dive into the TikTok stuff, which I've been putting off for a while, but I think it's worth it. All right. Use your head in order to what's really hard, too simple as possible. I'm Robert Phoenix. Take care. Chataria, you're the best. Love you all. Bye for now.